gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you've waited patiently, and now the great state of Texas is proud to bring to you the Thanksgiving episode of Texas Rugby Monthly. With a man who defines gravity and walks the high wire rope, skillfully balancing his role at Rugby HTX and not spilling any of that insider information for us to hear on the podcast, out of Houston, Texas, Mr. Grant Cole. And then... Is he a bird? Is he a plane? No, he's Dallas's human cannonballer, fearlessly flying headfirst into everything the jackals are doing without regard for life and limb. From the big D, Mr. Rick Collins, and I'm Dustin Zare. <laughs> no introduction necessary. No, no introduction necessary. You know me. You know who I am. <laughs> Lads, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving week. How was uh happy Thanksgiving? How's how's your November been? November's been a better November than normal. It's a no shave November. I can tell Dustin you've been uh, growing yours out. Listen, um, so, so I, I, I'm, a, I'm a proud supporter of men's health. Uh, my wife, however, is not a proud supporter of anything longer than, well, longer than this. Than like, a this day. Than a day. And, and if I get past a day, it's, you know, yeah, so it's, we'll just kind of keep uh, it. And uh, so, you know, I know you guys aren't in Houston, but, uh, my wife's got uh, a seven-page, sixteen-item menu All right. for for Thanksgiving. She started prep work on Sunday. Okay, oh, my, Lord. <laughs> my sister's bringing three other items, and, and we, and yeah, that's that's a typical Thanksgiving. What we do is we start the grazing around eleven a.m. Yes. And then dinner served at two if you're still hungry. Yeah. Without the stretchy pants. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you, you have to wear the stretchy pants on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we're, yeah. we're, for us, uh, the Thanksgiving time is, that's kind of our Super Bowl. Like, I'm not going to lie. I will, yeah. um, I'll throw down um, as far as cooking. Like, I'd love to cook. And so, you know, not, not regular related at all but it doesn't really matter uh but love to cook and i think for us the uh thanksgiving is is our jam but this year it's uh obviously with everything going on it's a little bit different we're used to having yeah. 15 15 plus people in our house uh last year we had people from uh new zealand and australia and everybody kind of coming into town that was kind of fun uh, this year, it's just my wife and I, and so we're gonna got our uh, Thanksgiving duck this year. So we're gonna do it's duck. Instapot day then, huh? No, 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 no. Still, we got so we're gonna do roasted duck. We've got uh, sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts, and we got uh, we're still doing like stuffing. Like I got some. You just got lots of leftovers. Oh man, we're gonna be eating for <laughs> eating like kings, Months. eating like kings. So. I will say that, uh, you know, at Dallas, it's always a uh, big holiday because the Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving, and so. For us, it's always about sitting around the fire and the TV and watching the Cowboys and eating till our stretchy pants have completely worn out. <laughs> yeah, um, you said you said watching Dallas play doesn't mean they'll win, but they'll, they'll play. <laughs> yeah. They'll play. Uh, well, I, right now you the can Jackals have a game on Thursday. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> the Jackals are Dallas team that might actually win would only be about I would say the Mavericks. Oh, FC Dallas actually. Yeah. FC Dallas, they, yeah. They, hey, they won a they, playoff game. They won the playoff. They're, they're moving you know, on. So we're moving you know. on. So, yeah. I, I I have not liked the Cowboys since uh, <laughs> Jerry fired Tom Landry and that made my grandmother cry Ooh, and since oh. that day i have hated i've hated the cowboys oh, i loved well, them up until that day <laughs> well i could share in your misery this year it's been a tough year for texas football teams 
Well, as, as, as everybody knows, I'm, I'm not originally from Texas, so I have no Texas allegiance, nor have I ever liked the Cowboys in the first place. So even though they're America's team, they're not my team, but I am a Browns <laughs> fan. Um, oh, and, and it's wow. been, it's been, oh, trust <laughs> me, listen, anything, listen, we've, we've, we've suffered drastically, <laughs> suffered drastically for <laughs> eons. I, I mean, eons. And this year, there's hope. There's a hope hey, in the future. Right? So you're saying we got a chance. <laughs> yeah, well, Cleveland, I mean, you never have a, you, you never lack for quarterbacks. <laughs> Every year it's a new surprise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, or three or, or three. four. Yeah. <laughs> and every, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. Minus was it Tim couch back in 90 yeah. something? We've yeah. signed every quarterback we've had has come from the state of Texas and they all been terrible. Uh, not your references. You're picking the wrong ones. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not the draft. I'm not the draft panel for uh, the uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Hey, going no. from one odd shaped ball to another, I'm gonna jump right in. Yeah, go for it. Let's let, you know. Let's, let's. This is Texas rugby. We should. Uh, we should get back to rugby we talk. Get so back to rugby. Um, Lots of good stuff on this podcast. Awesome Ooh. stuff. So actually, uh, big surprise. Texas has been busy. I didn't think I'd be announcing this uh, today on the podcast but we reached 1,000 members in our supporters group, the Jackals Den. Congratulations. How many so, are from this are from the D- Dallas area? Do you know that yet? I'm, I do not reveal that information. <laughs> seven. Yeah, I seven, seven people. I English ancestors and made sure they signed up. Um, that's, right. that's But so, that's, that's, that's something to be, something to be happy yeah, about. Yeah, we haven't even played a match. We've got 1,000. Um, also, we did a tour, uh, the three kind of leading members, um, admins, uh, did a tour of Globe Life Park, the old Ranger Stadium, and how they've yeah. kind of remodeled it for uh, rugby, soccer, and XFL if it ever comes back. And they're also playing high school football there. Uh, but um, really an awesome opportunity for the Jackals to play there. I, it, they're going to sit everybody opposite of the camera. So that it looks nice on TV um, <laughs> as opposed to some of the other teams and their production work. Listen, <laughs> I'm not hanging out. Yeah. Those empty stands on the opposite side of the stage with all the fans <laughs> below the camera. That, that drives me nuts. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll, anyway, I'll get so off my soapbox real quick. Very exciting. Um, you know, we're already working on plans for uh, pregame. Uh, Post match is going to be in the stadium with the players uh they're gonna have like a separate like um uh vip area for players and family but it's in the same building same space as the fans and they're the jackal den will have our own section right next to the player section that's fantastic uh, with bar food everything very very cool setup that they're gonna have for us uh pre-game whole nother issue we're working on that um, we're also, we've set up a page for the group. Uh, we're going to start production on our own content, um, for what for we the, jackal, the jackal den. Yeah. So we're going to have, uh, uh, do interviews with coaches and players. Um, you know, similar to the stuff you're doing, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> Down with the, the AG. So, um, exciting opportunities ahead for the group. Um, and then as far as the team goes, uh, they've announced they're looking for an assistant coach, which um, they're paying 26000 for a season, I would assume, not for the year, a season. Uh, and it's basically full-time work. You're, yeah. you, you're needed there 
eight to nine hours a day for the what you know seven months or eight months or whatever the season uh, for twenty six thousand dollars. Rick, at that amount, I mean, how are they really going to find anybody that is? Well, so if you if if you said it was twenty six grand, it's over the course of the season, and it's only during off work hours, right? And it's you know weekends and things like that. You might be able to find a you know college or or a club coach who would do that as a second you know second job rather than basically doing the same thing for free. Yeah. But when you're talking about full-time hours, right? I, I just Which is what you're talking about. It's, here. it's a lot of work. It's an, this to me sh- reads as internship. <laughs> yeah, right. You're That's the, exactly what it reads. I mean, I mean, it's almost an insult to $26,000 for a season. Yeah, exactly. And now I, that's a great paying internship, but it depends on it? what you're looking for. Oh, tweet. I I've done internships where one paid for four months. That was 20 years ago. I mean, so, I mean, but, but with that, you know, the, uh, like, a, yeah, a paid internship. Great. But is it really assistant coach or is it just like, and that's, that's like, where like, I, I struggle with this assistant coach for MLR should be somebody paid a little bit more handsomely than it that. Should, it should be 50, God, 60 should, grand. I would exactly. think. Yeah. I mean, I mean 26,000 are going to get you. Yeah, 20, yeah, that's not going to get you anything. I mean, I, I, Austin's expensive city to live in. I'm sure Dallas and where they're playing, yeah, maybe a little bit cheaper, but still, like no, that, you, that, you that cannot, doesn't cover. You There's, cannot you get anything. No normal way. life off of twenty six thousand. And what are you doing do during the off season when you're not getting paid? Um, I I think it they're going to really struggle to find somebody who's going to be a reasonable assistant coach. Yeah, they find a very good intern for that price that will do kind of team managerial work and learn on the job. Yeah, maybe. But no. then you're paying 26 grand for somebody who might've worked for less than that. Well, yeah, your, your 26 grand probably is you're paying for somebody who previous experience was like you said, maybe D1 college. A couple at, of years, yeah. Right? yeah. I, I, my, I, you're probably not getting anybody with professional experience. I would, I'd highly doubt it, especially exactly. You're probably going somebody only in the U S like you, you can't bring an international oh, no. person. Like this is not international ever. role. No, not at all. So I, 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 I think it's interesting. I, I think they maybe should have thought out what that position should have been yeah. before announcing it, but that's just me now. Signings. This is where we had a big month. Um, right after um, right, right, the next day after our show. Yes, yes. <laughs> we announced a bunch of signings within uh, like a couple of weeks. Uh, the biggest one, I think, being Robbie Petzer, the fly half uh, number 12 yeah. from the Raptors, who he played 12 for the Raptors, but he's classically a 10. He's got a good boot, um, good distributor. He can still run straight too. So, you know, moving him out to 12 with the most recent signing, I think is going to be um, high probability. Um, yeah. Then we signed a couple of development contracts. Uh, the number three and number four in terms of development contracts, Henry right. Hall, former St. Mary's and Seattle Saracens tight head prop. Okay. And another prop, Adonis Johnson, who actually put his video in for the draft but did not get drafted. Mm. Uh, former Humboldt State loosehead prop, hooker, center. I mean, he's just a big body. In fact, I think eventually maybe he's a back row player um, if they can teach him the game. Um, he's just a big body. He's very physical. He runs hard, uh, good tackler, um, decent feet, decent speed, and open space. Um, 
he's got the natural talent uh, and abilities. It's, it's just a matter of teaching him fine points, um, which I, I think he, he'll have plenty of time to do that on a development contract. Um, we also signed um, to finish out our Colorado Raptor front row, uh, Marco <laughs> Pipulia, um, uh, Kiwi. Uh, and then we followed that up with another Kiwi, uh, Tim O'Malley, which I think was actually a huge deal. Um, yeah. He was supposed to go, I believe, to Japan following uh, Petzer uh from utah and uh, obviously the japanese contracts for the guys playing over here didn't work out uh and so uh the jackals gave a call and he's signed up and i mean he fits right in at 10. i mean and you looked at some of the guys that brought in obviously right before that petzer thinking okay petzer's gonna be playing 10. and then right before that they had um Toad rocky yeah he thought, okay here's a 10. you know fijian 10 good player and so now so uh, hookers are four line hops are four we got six props seven props you've got a a nine scrum halves i think right (laughs) and we have like i think we have three second row players which i'm just waiting like uh your big signing today that's that's because we got them all down in austin baby (laughs) is to get a big second row uh which we have not signed yet um, also, it was cool to watch some of the Bermuda World Series tens and see uh, Christian Rodriguez and Mike Brown playing down there. Um, I tell you what, sp- yeah. Speaking of, it's, I hate to cut you off. It's like speaking of like the Bermuda tens, like I didn't watch a whole lot. I wasn't. It wasn't just for me at the moment, and it's like I had a lot of work going on, so I didn't get a chance to watch as as much. And the ones I did watch, I was like, you could tell that those guys hadn't played in a while. <laughs> like, yeah. like the level of play was rough. Like it was rough to watch. I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, I felt like lacing them up. You know, after you know ten years of retiring, <laughs> you had to play. Actually, funny you mentioned that there was a 42 year old player playing there. for uh, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He's playing scrum half. Yeah, I know. That was great. I was like, damn it. And like, you watch. look it out there. You're yeah. like, is that an old boy? Playing out there? I know. <laughs> Do we, is this a B side? So, but <laughs> Texas was represented very well yeah. in down there. I mean, from, you know, from the AG players, Houston rugby HTX. I think you guys had some too. Is that Quinn's like, yeah. Like, so I, I was really happy to see that just to see the the number of people who, you know, play MLR and, you know, granted, yeah, there's some bunch of guys from NOLA, but, um, you know, people, it was a good kind of stepping stone. I think that the 10 series, because it was so close to the U S was just kind of, Hey, any MLR guys that want to take a chance and want to go down there and play, they, they could have had a chance to go play with a lot of different teams, and play against, against some high quality people. So, yeah. And I actually think out of everything, um, not necessarily learning about any new players, although it was good to see some of the um, draftees playing uh, and playing well. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly well. Um, I think the production value for it was really top notch. Yes. Good. Um, I, compared to MLR, for example, um, and maybe compared to some other not top level competitions, right? Yeah. Uh, but it, to me, it said this isn't that difficult to do. Um, and MLR, please, please take note <laughs> and put a good product on TV, right? Yeah. And they have, but it's not been consistent, right? I, I think the only thing about that is, though, the production crew, I think they were English, I think they're British, like they came from England and put it on. Whereas in the US, each one of the home teams is responsible for the production, right. unless it's like CBS or something. Um, but it's still, it's like, again, I, I know, like I've been in press boxes where they're putting it on and, and there are times where you kind of go, 
follow the ball, follow the ball, follow the ball. Like, you know, like Dude, I've, been in, I've been in the production vans while they've done that. And I'm sitting there going, I'm the advisor. I'm the guy telling them exactly be here and they're not doing that. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I did the same thing while, whilst announcing the game, like <laughs> during the stadium. I gave up, I gave up on uh, any chance of, CBS or any of the other ind- industry in- entities uh, that are doing MLR matches, I gave up yeah. on helping any of them when I fi- when I found out that they didn't really want your help. They just yeah. had to have me in there because that's what the league wanted. Yeah. Well, wow. We just we just hope that it can. Continue. I mean, listen, production quality. We're jumping way off of Texas. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We, well, we, we jumped onto tens. Is why you jumped onto that. I right? know. Shit. <laughs> so so uh, let the jackals have their moment with their brag. Come on, here we go. Yeah. Kit release. Kit release. Go for it. So I'll, 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 let's just start off with the kit release generally. Um, you had all the teams releasing their kit at the same time. Yeah. Are, are, do we all approve of that, or do we yeah, think I like that? that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. They've done it every year. Last year, the you know they were like, Roderick Waters went to Vegas for Austin and mm-hmm. got the kit release and that lovely blue, red, and black and. <laughs> with the big bullhead in there that we couldn't get anymore. Um, but I think it's, I mean, I'm okay with it. Like show them all off at the same time. I think that's fine. Um, you know, each team kind of had their, I think mean, Austin didn't really make a big splash of an announcement. I think it's kind of the same as Dallas and Houston, you know, new England, uh, total production quality, you know, right. again, New England social media, like I'll, I'll give them credit. Like they, put they together kill it. they kill yeah. it they crush it like it's just every channel instagram facebook twitter and it's like it's not just their social media but uh in general like they're producing t-shirts for every single player that they signed and that's it's awesome. part of the release and yeah. just all the everything that they do as far as uh, business it, it, side, it's really good yeah. community engagement right there yeah, but yeah exactly. but I, I, to go on your question yeah I, i'm i'm happy with announcing it all at the same time Okay. And um, I'll say that uh, I loved the Jackals uh, kit. I saw it in advance. So this wasn't a release to me, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say that when I saw it first, um, I'm seeing it on a small PowerPoint, right. Yeah. And not seeing it up close, not seeing it, you know, with any kind of um, advertising flair to it. And it looked really good to me. Yeah, and then I saw the release, and I thought, "Oh man, it it does look really good." Yeah, and then um, one of our fans, actually from our Jackalstein group, yeah. from the Quins, Jackalstein group member, won a free jersey and picked it up already. That's so I, I gotta wait until January. To that get my is, kit. I'm actually kind of surprised that they already had the kits ready. So I they, know it. They, yeah. it's, they had um, a small sample for yeah. the sampling purposes. And so he and we so he got a three XL. We convinced <laughs> the, jack, the jackals to give us one to, you know, show off yeah. to the, the group. And, you know, showing it off in a picture where players not even wearing it or whatever, that's one thing. But showing it off with an actual group member having one, yeah. that's going to sell way more jerseys. Yeah. And seeing him holding it, it looked even better. So I'm super psyched to get it in hand uh, and wear it out to a match for sure. Yeah. And then lastly, um, locally, it was the 50 year anniversary for the Dallas Harlequins actually this up uh, in January. So 2021. And so they did a 50 K run slash walk 
uh, 50 kilometers for 50 years. Um, so it's wow. kind of an exciting thing that they put on. Uh, the Quins have been putting on a big media blitz, um, kind of following in the wake of what the Jackals are doing. Um, you know, it's exciting to see that uh, the clubs are starting to uh, recognize what social media can do yep. for them. Um, it hasn't really been done before. Uh, and I'm seeing not only the Quins, but I'm seeing Alliance do it. I'm seeing the Reds do it. Um, not as much. A lot of the other clubs didn't a little bit. Um, Dark is doing some of it. But it's good to see something because it's been really stale for a long time. Yeah. Well, tip, tip of the hat to the, uh, to the Quins on 50. That's a, I mean, it's a big milestone. A lot of rugby clubs don't make it. And just, you know, to be around for 50 years, that's, yeah. And it's not even the stuff. oldest club in the area. You know, yeah. the Reds have been around six, since 68, 69. Yeah. TRE Still, started. It's, good, it's good, good milestones to hit. I wanted to ask Grant, what did you, how did you feel about Houston's jerseys? Loved them. Um, in the black, I like the hint of the bumblebee in the background on there. Yeah. And then on the yellow, I like the uh, saber cat just kind of subtly uh, over, superimposed on the, across the belly. Sublimation. So, yeah. So I really, there was a lot of that in a lot of the kits. Yeah. Um, you can't even really see a lot of that, uh, Grant, from a distance. I got to look, like, zoom in to the image to really see it. I think it's going to look really good on TV, but it, I, I don't think they're doing it justice with the ads that they put I think the two I, I most feel- impressive kits out there were uh, the away kits of the Warriors and the uh, Seawolves. Those two, yeah, to me, yeah. um, as far as, you know, thought put into what the team's about and, and you, know, you know, how they travel and what they're about when they travel, those those things. And uh, really, there's a lot of thought put into those away kits. I'm really yeah, kind of uh, the story. I'm really kind of surprised at the away kit of the uh, of Austin. Um, and I think when Austin goes to LA that all the referees should wear complete white outfits as well. And just, just, did we, did we say that? Did I say that in the, in the group chat I to you, you guys did. too? Yeah, I think I did. did. But I, I really think that when, when, uh, when, when Austin and LA play in LA that the referees should, uh, out. yeah, just white out everybody in the stands white, just tell the MLR, this is the stupidest thing. You guys had the chance to deal with this long before it ever got there. And you chose not maybe, to, maybe there's, maybe there's the still easy hope. way to fix this. LA makes that kit, their away kit, and they bring in a brightly colored, yeah, they bring in the bright kit. pink, super pink, whatever they do. So, right. then, they're, so then they're all referees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the referee's got to wear the referee's got to wear their blue then. So yeah, yeah the blue, there you go. Listen, um, I, I can I can get as a marketing and branding guy, um, I can go into some pretty deep detail on. Uh, listen, I I do design. I understand. I'm not a I'm not a professional designer. Um, I, I did mock up a couple like playing around, like oh, what what could Austin's kit look like? Um, I'm okay. First of all. Um, <laughs> We're going into Austin. Austin's coming up next. We'll, we'll end yeah, the sequence of the show, so we'll just it. go I'm into bad. it. We're good. First of all, um, numbers off the front. Thank God. Thank God. That's a win. That's it. You know, I'll tell you that. That's <laughs> better, all. We, that's all we need. Better than last year. Better than last year. Uh, the, the state of Texas was fixed. That's oh, AG. I so that's, couldn't tell. It was hard to tell. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, okay, they put good. a little star in Austin for the capital like, in that in the in the state of Texas. Um, 
I'm, I'm on the fence, right? So like the kits overall, um, you know, rugby kits have always been like, where are you from? Who are you? What do they represent? The colors of your city, colors of town, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think, yeah, we have UT here. I'm always going to be a, I, I don't know how I feel about burnt orange in the first place. So it's just what it is, but I can't say, you know, I can't do anything about it. I but I think you is how though, I feel about that color. I we know how you feel about it. So. <laughs> I, I just I, I think that we they're okay. Um I like I actually if I compared the white to the orange, I actually like the white ones better. Yeah. Like as 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 a supporter's shirt. Um however, I think that they missed the mark on like adding a little bit more orange, a little bit more flair to you know, whatever the kit was playing what story. Is it trying to tell? That's what I'm, it, it, it just, it's, it's generic branding. Yeah. I think one thing and, that and the, that's, league, that's the, thing. the league branding team needs to take over when it comes to kit is the numbers on the back of the Jersey and how they're, how they're, they need to, those need to have a lot of clarity to, stand out, to them. Yeah. Uh, not just for the commentators, but for the fans as well. And, Are you uh, referencing the AG away jersey last and, and year no when they put a Houston? It's no one team. The only team that ever did it well were the Raptors. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, nice blue, the blue on yellow. Gold. Yeah. yeah. The gold, and, whatever. You yeah. know, there's a way to make that happen. And, you know, the NFL dealt with it years ago by making, by putting a standard in for how the numbers yeah. have to be. And they have a standards guy that says, okay, this, you know, when you introduce the jerseys at the first of the year for this is what we're going to do, they have to, all the standards have to go through that guy first. Yeah. And, or that, that team first. And if it doesn't meet the standards, you got to change it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's not a hard thing to change. Either. It's not, and and I, and I think that there is a bit of um, you know, pe- people are like rating it and design. You know, I design. I, I gave it to one of my good good friends and uh, somebody who is a professional designer, and he's done uh, kits or uh, over in England, um, like you know, for for kind of the uh, championship level clubs uh, in, in the past. And he does soccer and stuff too. They, they do all look a bit soccer style jerseys. Mm-hmm. Like they all look like a soccer Jersey for the most part, like you know, there's a couple of things here and there. And so there is kind of that. Um, but, for, but I really, they're hit and miss. And I think the Austin one I do, I think they just missed a little bit on like, again, what's the story I thought, you know, being in Austin, being the capital, being the lone star state, if you want to get something that says it like, I, I'll I'll post it online, you know, later, like, again, it's not the best because it's not what I do in that capacity is design jerseys, but it literally just had, um, it was like white. It had orange going down the sleeves. It had, instead of having just Texas, it had Texas and the AGs in the middle. And then it had, I had like a big, like Captain America star, like right in the middle chest with like three, uh, four bands going across with white, you know, white, orange, white, orange, white, orange, all the way down. And I thought that looked good because it says, great, we're the capital, we're the Lone Star State. You know, if we want to play on that one, perfect. Like, at least do something along that line. Like, don't just, like, have the AG right here it in the middle. It just looked like they went back to the jersey from last year and said, where did we screw up on this jersey? And then yeah. they fixed it, and that was it. I really hope that their training kits and things like that uh, have a little bit more pizzazz to them. Yeah. That's just my opinion. That's fine. What else is going on in Austin? Nothing. There are some big signings. Nothing big. And I mean <laughs> big signings. Uh, so, hey, I don't know if you guys knew this. Bryce Campbell signed. <laughs> <laughs> Announced on the uh, 
September episode of Yeah, I feel like we Texas did it. Maybe a little bit early. <laughs> Officially signed. It's official now. Hey, but he, I mean he's he's been in Austin though now for a little while, right? Uh yeah, back and forth. I don't know where his hometown is, but I know he has been in town. Um, okay. A lot of people, a lot of people have been in town, um, which is kind of kind of fun to fun to see. Uh, but you know, listen, Bryce Campbell, thirty-two USA caps, uh, just scoring tries like he played. You know, it was, it was kind of funny. He and Will McGee were, you know, their buddies, their best friends, and um, you know, I think Will kind of coaxed Bryce to ki- Bryce to come and play with us, maybe, or at least had a little bit of influence. Uh, they both played together in Colorado together. Also, I think Bryce influenced someone else to come, who we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, which is really exciting as, as well. Um, but I think Bryce Campbell, I mean, he's, he's going to be a powerhouse. He's one of the top, I think he's one of the top players in USA rugby right now. Um, you know, I think he's, he's a strong runner. He's going to, you know, we need somebody at that inside center position. I, I think he'll play inside center. I think, I think he'll play 12. Grant, I think we talked about this with like Adam Ashley Cooper about maybe he plays 13, but I think maybe he goes 12. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's, it's hard, he's for, it's hard for him to be a thirteen. He's a twelve. Yeah, and that's and that's that's what I thought you said that one time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I think it'll be, I think having him at twelve will be great. Um, and it can go with the other signings that we have. And oh, oh, Canada, uh, man, Canadians a lot are of Canadian Canadians are coming down. Yeah, they're coming down from the north there, eh? Uh, you know, they're here and in the Houston too. They're uh, trying to escape that Canadian winner. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I would too. Uh, you, and they you will. Said you uh-huh. use the, uh, you use the Ontario accent. <laughs> oh, excuse excuse when, me. When most of these players is, is, are is from BC. <laughs> that's, that's true. And that accent there does not exist. So it's just a regular, it's like talking to me, uh, <laughs> the bland accent. Um, so first of all, uh, so, so we'll start with one, maybe a little bit lesser known Cole Davis. Um, if you watch sevens, you know, so Cole is a 15 and a sevens capped Canadian international. Uh, he's got five caps at 15, really exciting player. He is quick six two two twenty five. He is a winger. Um, so we, they're, they're, both signings are technically wingers, but uh, the second signing can play outside, I think. Um, but he was a Brumbies under 20 squad, uh, really exciting player again, but he's been playing. He did the entire seven series for Canada last year. And if you go back and watch the highlight reel, man, he's fast. Ooh, he's fast. And that is pretty exciting to have. Um, Austin is stacking up at, on in the wing position. And we'll get to that here in a second. The second Canadian signing is Jeff Hassler. And if you don't know who Jeff Hassler is, he has 36 international caps for Canada. Yes, Grant, you're on mute. He's the prettiest <laughs> man in all oh, of man. the ladies, but Listen, listen, ladies get excited in Austin. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know. Is that part of the, uh, part of the marketing campaign? Oh, absolutely. I think was everybody like, in Austin's <laughs> getting excited by Jeff Hassler. I mean, listen, I'm... Oh, hold on, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's how that hair. Listen, listen, he's, he's yeah, that hair. He's it's the Fabio look, right? So, yeah. so for, for those of you wondering his, his size, he is a uh, 510, 218, does play wing. Hey, that's my size. That's your size. I think what he's a bit hair? more fit than me, though. He's a little, a little more fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little but, but I think, I, I think that the big thing about, ha- about Hassler is, you know, he was. It was it was shocking to a lot of people in the rugby world, especially in Pro 14. Um, you know, he played for Os- the Ospreys uh, over, over over in <clears throat> excuse me 
over in pro 14 had 88 appearances, 25 tries, like a phenomenal, phenomenal player. And just said, I'm done. He kind of fell out of love, love with the game really. And, um, you know, got coaxed over by, uh, some former teammates, you know, um, to go play in, in Seattle. And so he's got championship winning pedigree resume. Uh, yeah. Pedigree. Yeah. Whatever. And, and I think it's going to be exciting having him come down. Um, so that that's, you know, if you think about the, the wings now, you, you know, you've got Cole Davis, Jeff Hassler, you've got, um, Roderick Frank Lai and Roderick waters. And, you know, and, you know, if you go to the whole back line, then you've got, uh, Zinzan, you've got, you know, uh, Cole, or, uh, excuse me, Kurt Morath and Will McGee, um, and then Bryce Campbell. So it's like, we're filling out, like, I will argue maybe that one of the most dangerous lines in the league right now, with just, yeah, uh, if, you're, you can, if your forge can, uh, get, can secure possession, then yeah, you, it may be your scrum hats can get the ball out there. Then yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have we have forwards. I, I don't know if you know this. Uh, speaking of, but kind of go back in the Canadians. There's actually one more Canadian that's supposed to be coming to Austin. Um, Brian Ray at America's Rugby News. He did kind of make a comment in an article a couple of weeks back. Uh, Regan O'Gorman. Um, and so that'll be interesting. He's a he's a big guy. He's playing down um, with I believe it's uh, South Canterbury right now uh, down in, in New Zealand. Um, but he's kind of a big. I, I he's a lot like. Like Josh Larson, like same size, same build, same appearance. And of course, then we've got Mo Abdominan, who is, God, man, he, that dude is the, we're talking about a, a jackaler of the ball. That guy will steal every ball <laughs> he can get his hands on. Um, so four, four Canadians on the team, um, pretty excited about that. Like they're all high pedigree, um, looking forward to it. And then today of all days, it was like a gift from, the, from the rugby heavens, you know, Grant, I know that you are a big fan of the forwards and that you are a big fan of the engine room and what goes in the engine room. Well, they have big players. One of those big players is one of your favorites, Mr. CEO, Christian Osberg. He's going to have some nice company right next to him right now. Yeah. Today, Austin signed Sebastian de Chavez. And for those of you that don't know Sebastian de Chavez, he currently plays for London Irish, used to play with Bryce Campbell. That's where that connection comes in. And at 6'8, 265 pounds, the man is a monster. It's very exciting. And so you've got two high caliber locks driving that scrum with, with our uh, back row. Just, I, I'm, I'm excited. There's some back row we talked about, I think last time, uh, a championship winning eight. I do know who it is. I'm not going to say, but I do know who it is. It hasn't been announced yet. Uh, it has not been announced yet, but it is, it, it's, it's, it's a really good sign. I'm excited for it. Um, <laughs> then, you know, so I, I think, you know, Deshava is like, he's, I mean, he's got 42 premiership, you know, um, caps with Lester. Uh, you know, playing at London Irish now. He's, I mean, he's a little bit older. He's 30 years old, but again, not that old. You know, there's locks everywhere. But South African, really exciting, um, really exciting player. Like that guy is, I think that he, like, the more and more I look at it, and, and you look at Austin and, and the quality that they're bringing in and the level of experience, they're making an instant statement, right? Like they've got, they've got the people that they're coming in that are going to be like, hey, Canadian internationals, you know, premiership players, things like that. Like I, I'm pretty excited about it. 
Uh, so yes, I, I will say not only does Austin have a dangerous back line, but the pack is also looking quite solid. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to talk about that. Um, so lots of signings. Um, you know, I, th- I think, you know, that's, that's important for Austin. The other thing that's important for Austin is advertising and there has been a lot of it and it's something that hasn't happened in the past. So my second thing, so one, we've got all of our signings. The second thing, advertising, advertising, advertising. And as a marketing guy myself, I love when people actually advertise. I think it's been one of the downfalls of Austin from season one. It yeah, hasn't I was going to say that's the, been the biggest struggle. Oh, it's been terrible. Um, and I'll be, I'll, the guys know I'm pretty honest over at the team and I'll be you know, forward about that. Um, it, it is, it is pretty, um, pretty sad that we haven't been able to be out in the, in the public space as much as we should have been as with, you know, the jackals, I'm sure you're doing stuff and Houston, I know you guys are doing stuff. Um, but I think now, uh, there are 13 billboards across town with the, uh, ruck 2020. You can use your imagination on what that marketing campaign is. Okay. Just making sure I didn't have to throw that out there. Just change a letter to one uh, truck 2020. That's right. Uh, But, you know, I I think, you know, people complained right Uh, online on, on the social media forums. They're like, well, there's nobody can tell what it is. And it's like, it literally says AG rugby coming 2021, you know, it's got a mouthpiece, whatever, but it's more, it's, it's not, there's like, Oh, where's the call to action? It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a call to action. It's a brand awareness thing. Right. Brand awareness is important right now. You know, you've got, we're going up against Austin FC as well. So have that, which is kind of difficult, but at the same time, you know, we really want to show that, you know, we have the capability to do really great things here in Austin and we need to be out in public showing all of that. So there's not only that there's radio ads that are coming, there's TV ads that are coming um, as well, but they also had Sunday night football and a, and a Dallas game. <laughs> That was crazy. I was like, wait a minute. Try to steal were, our you, were, you, were you watching it live? I was watching it live and I went, wait a minute. What, what did the, I just miss? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. If you blink, like if you blink, yeah, if you blink, you missed it. was eight it. seconds, actually. I mean, it eight was there seconds, gone. Timed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was eight seconds. Um, <sighs> my thoughts on that were, at least we're trying. Right? Old uh, what's that? Yeah, it was a footage of the Houston game, if you were. <laughs> looking yeah. at it so, um, from last year. Yes. Yeah, so it, it was, it was last year's Houston game, just a, a tackle. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think it was a little too fast um, yeah. for me, but that doesn't mean that it isn't just there. You're so it's exciting in a pool that nobody's been in yet. And that's it. That's, Nobody that's important. It, was it probably a hefty chunk of change? Yes. God knows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still, it probably, still, I mean, that's, it's important. It doesn't matter. Done. Yeah. And, and I think the important thing that's happened afterwards is everybody kind of talks about it, you know, with everybody talking about Austin online and different forums and whatnot, you're talking about us. Yeah. And the same thing happened last year with the go Gronies and like, blah, blah, blah. like, well, you're talking about us. So you're giving us more recognition. Yeah. That's I the think th- the, the problem is though thing. that you're it's, it's rugby people talking about it. Mm-hmm. When are you going to get the non rugby people to talk about it? I'm, I'm working that, that's on the key, right? I'm working on Joe Rogan. I'm going to get him. Go, man. Go in there, do an interview with him. Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan and uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, because he has a podcast here in town too. So that's oh, awesome. Really? Oh, that yeah. would be oh, that would be. And then I know another. That's uh, where you ought to bring Sebastian Ch- the Chavez in with Stone the Cold. Chavez. I yeah, mean, that, you, you, you bring him and Brendan Rams in, and, and that's who you get Stone Cold to do, do an interview with. Because Stone Cold oh, yeah, will love not those me. two guys. 
Yeah, 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 right. So yeah, so that's that's kind of exciting for for us to, um, you know, again, like I said, I, I've got somebody else that, who's an actor that I'm, I'm I'm in the movies that I'm trying to get to come out to games and trying to get to do some advertising. Yeah, uh, I wonder, uh, was he on the sidelines at the Sevens Olympics? <laughs> Does he like burnt orange already? No, nope. It's actually you. You you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. Uh, oh, really? You already got in yeah. with a guy who likes rugby in that town and likes the color burnt orange. So I mean, I know. Wait, which one, McConaughey? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know he liked rugby. He was at the Olympic sevens on the sidelines yeah. at the USA yeah. Women's Games. Yeah, he's he's got other priorities right now, right? Because his heart is Verde, one hundred percent. Since he's since he's a principal owner in the team, so that's kind of. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, for AG stuff, yeah, awesome. good good advertising, good things going on there. Uh, signings. There is one signing, not player related, that I want to announce, but I can't, can't technically do, do it yet. yet. Is, is it a coach? We can't do that one yet. I can't do that yet. I can't do it yet. You even got to cut that out of the out of the audio podcast when you when we talk about it. You can't even hint like that. I can't. It's 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 actually signed. The contract is signed. But it's not announced yet. So, but it's not announced. But I, but it's, I don't know if they'll announce yeah. it. Like uh, we're, we're should, working on seeing if they, they should. Odd. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, off offline. Rick will will tell you will tell you what it is. It's uh, good. And then the, my my last thing. Sorry. All right. Going long there. Uh, my last thing, non non uh, Gilgroni related, is uh, Austin Huns had two players go play with the uh, the USA South Rugby South uh, against the Nola Gold Academy. Came out with a win. Uh, yeah. Phil Hansen and Jacob Godmer, um excited like. I was trying to get some more information on them. I know they won. I know they both got time on. So that's great. Uh, I talked with Jacob. Uh, going to try to have him come on the Austin Rugby podcast and just tell us what his experience was. There. Well, Hansonville uh, from Hansonville is my man. I mean, yeah, I, I like, I, I, I like Phil Aggies, You know that. No, what? No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on. Well, you know, we, we, <laughs> we've yeah, been right. in this for a little over almost an hour now. So I don't have much from Houston. Uh, we've just had two signings, both of them Canadian Crosby Stewart and Liam Murray. Crosby Stewart's a uh, scrum half and Murray is a prop. Uh, so that's the addition to the cats 2021 roster. And that le- that gets us to about 24 sign. that gets us to 24 sign, which leaves us with about eight, eight more signings to announce. Um, looking at the roster right now, uh, if you were to think about if the roster were to stay this way and we know it won't, uh, we're looking at playing <laughs> a lot of 10 man rugby. <laughs> if that was the case, because uh, uh, we haven't really put a whole lot of work into the back line yet. I, I think a lot of work's been put in. We just haven't signed a lot of people. Um, yeah. I just realized that you have seven props. And three of them are yep. named Nick. Wait, what? Yes. Nick, oh my Nicholas, gosh. <laughs> Nicholas. Wow. Yeah. Um, our biggest contributions are from Argentina and Canada when it comes to hey. uh, foreigners. And It's uh, a very uh, international flavored it team. Is, it is a very international flavored team. That was the other thing I was going to say. Uh, you do have two Americans, three Americans. We have three Americans and one Zach Godfrey who is eligible for the U.S. and played okay, and was okay. picked for the USA under-20s last year and can't, is still eligible for USA under-20s this year. Okay, that's nice. But, but the expectation is they're going to have to make 
quite a few more American signings. Yeah, your, yeah. your, your last eight yeah. signings all have to be Americans. Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would expect that at all. But, uh, but Moa Maliepo is Tongan, but he's uh, capped with Romania. Had two caps from earlier this year with Romania, and uh, then okay. Zach, of course, is capped. So that's our. I mean, we didn't go. Doesn't look like they went a whole lot after cap players this year, except for there. Yeah. Um, Apisai Tayavuka is uh, in the player pool for Fiji, but he hasn't been capped yet. And then a couple others have been in their own player pool. J- Jeremy Leinertz, of course, uh, still in Belgium's playing pool player pool, but not yet capped. Uh, Valdemar Lilo hasn't decided whether he's going to, you know, be, he hasn't been invited to either Samoa or the U S yet. And, Mm. uh, but he is eligible for both. So. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can look there, we've got, you know, seven props and a hooker. So I think we're done (laughs) signing props. (laughs) I think, I think we've got that down. Um, three locks, two flankers, uh, two scrum halves, two fly halves, three centers, two wings, and two fullbacks. And one of the fullbacks is a fly half fullback wing. So you only need one fly half. So yeah, (laughs) well, I mean, yeah, (laughs) you need a backup just in case, but with Sam it's yeah. Do you see Luke being a number eight or you think they're going to bring in uh, Luke's Luke's a six man. And he plays, yeah. he plays four or five when he needs to, he can play eight, but uh, if he's at eight, it's mainly because they have a defensive player that needs to play at six or seven. And he, right. he's not really an eight man when it goes in. Yeah. I, I would think they're going to probably bring in a big time eight man would be my well, guess. And I mean, they had a couple from last year that they could still bring in van. Of course, uh, right. he just, mm-hmm. ha- we haven't announced whether he's with the team or not. And I can't tell you yay or nay, cause I don't know, but I'd love to see van back with the team. Uh, my wife would love to see van back with the team. I, I heard, I heard her too. She was very excited about it. I tell you what, you know what, you know, Grant, you just put the mic down. Let's <laughs> we'll give her thoughts on what's yeah, going on. So, <laughs> yeah, that, and that's that's where the team stands right now. But it, like you know, like you said, it's a lot of international flavor there. And uh, while you would think that the last eight signings might be American, that's not necessarily so. Yeah. So no. Houston is a very cheap town to live in. So yeah. I, I I made a siding the other day in Houston of somebody who should be on a radar from the Raptors who hasn't been named to a signing. He wasn't at, at the, I didn't see him in at, at Aviva. Didn't I saw him out on town. So hmm. interesting. And, uh, uh, but uh, it was, it's a former Raptors player and who happens to be from Houston. Hmm. So I, I would I, bum, bum, bum. I would love to see him in our line out <laughs> because, because uh, he, is, he is a power player and uh, one that I, I think Dallin calls Quadzilla. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I know exactly. What you're I, yeah, about. I, I, I had a feeling like I know who it was, yeah, but. I don't, but I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I was gonna say, does he play outside? I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and you know. You know, like I said, it had no, seeing him had nothing to do with him being at, involved in rugby. So that was fortuitous. Yeah, it's just fortuitous. Just, and, and he's from the area. And he is from the area. So he be, could yeah. just be here visiting family, you know? So actually, yeah. I, I would like to point out, though, how many million people live in Houston? You know who else right. lives here and plays for Rooney is Charlie Hewitt. Uh-huh. Connor Mooneyhan lives here and plays for Dallas. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you've got, you've got guys that live here and yeah. play for other teams in the union, but this is their home and this is where they work. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see as it, pro- as things progress with MLR, if people end up moving to, I know, I know a lot of people have moved like are moving to Austin or like staying in Austin. Uh, all, all of our, um, our draftees, uh, Mason, Co- uh, uh, Mason Coke and, uh, Louis Atama and well, and Cam Dodson, not necessarily a draftee, but our first signing, uh, right. by the way, a, another second rower, who's a monster of a man yes. <laughs> who will help out. Yeah. Uh, but they're all, they're already in Austin. Like people are like, they're the players. The guys are already here, uh, which is pretty exciting. And I think, you know, I think some of them are already moving here just to say, Hey, if we want to be in Austin, granted Austin is much more expensive to live in than Houston, Houston but most of the guys live up in Round Rock. So it's a little bit cheaper up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad in Round Rock. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it, it's not, not as bad as, <laughs> living downtown where I live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, well, guys, what do we, uh, you know, since you are the resident TRU experts right now, well, I guess Grant, I shouldn't have interrupted, but I think that right, was it. Pretty, anything, anything else? Go, anything else going on? Is there anything else going on in Houston? Mm. Are you, any training or anything? Yeah, I mean, R- rugby HTX, you guys doing any? over for the, for the fall season. We, we will resume yeah. in January. Um, so <laughs> we're on break right. until January. Yeah. Kind of quiet, kind of quiet we, times. We haven't been updated yet. I know the last TRU yeah. uh, call and notes basically went as, you know, are there any updates? No. Um, See you later. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, basically, right? I think the biggest issue is that uh, because of the kind of this mini spike we've had in the last month. Mini? Um, what city are you in? Yeah, you're in Dallas. <laughs> Well, Dallas comparatively, I guess our numbers have been kind of high for a while. It hadn't yeah. Houston's been, like, Houston's been hadn't code been red big. since uh, since June. So. Yeah, we just oh, went up. Yeah, okay. Austin just went up to where well, we were at what level three. We're now back up at level four now. So yeah, we we moved back up one. Whatever these levels, every exactly. red light, green light, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But uh, as far as uh, for the universities. Um, everything's, you know, was previously pushed back to the spring. I think they're starting to wonder in December, are they going to have to move things again? Yeah. Because as of right now, you're looking at an uh, end of January start uh, to a spring season. That's now in question. Um, I haven't heard anything, no updates on youth rugby, high school youth rugby. Uh, They're still playing on January start. Um, there's there's really not a whole lot other than the fact that um, I know TRU is still having questions about what they're going to do as far as uh, national championships, whether yeah. if national championships happen, if uh, RRC teams are even going to be involved. Yeah. Um, I think there's a thought that we just do a regional championship, right? Yeah, the, the state RRC championship teams have a state championship. Well, it's not really state, right? I mean, yeah. Texas, Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I just um, I don't have a championship, and I don't see it that. happening. And now there's questions of should we going forward even continue national championships? I know Grant, you've uh, been involved in those conversations as well. That's a whole podcast episode. Yeah, I know. Well, and I've been involved in those podcasts at an industry level um, and not really at a rugby level. Um, I just hear back on the rugby stuff. Uh, It's, it's tough to speculate right now. Um, 
plans are being made. Uh, the industries, all the major industries are being asked by the Biden tra uh, transition team what their thoughts are. How are you doing it? How are you maintaining things? What are you, what's the best thing that you need done? And uh, so in the, the feedback is, is going to be from the business side of things is a lot different than from the social side of things. So right. I think we should, uh, you know, listening to these overall, I think we should be prepared to, that some hard decisions will be made and we're just going to have to deal with it uh, to get it, to get it in order. But I, but it's interesting that nobody that's involved in these discussions is going into this lightly. And uh, yeah. all of these discussions that are being having made, every one of them is tense. Every one of them is, uh, we know we messed this up the first time around. Let's get it right. And we don't know what right is. And uh, <laughs> that's that's the odd thing is everybody, you know, is pretty, pretty adamant that they don't know what right is. So, yeah. And I think there's going to be, there's going to be lots of debates going forward about what happens with I don't foresee a championship happening this year. It's just yeah. the, 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 the logistics of it are insane. Um, player welfare is something to be discussed in that too. Yep. And then, and that's probably first and foremost, like people playing three games. I heard so someone talk about playing three games in a weekend. That's insane. There's no yeah, way. That's the worst that's just, player welfare that's the, thing that's, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's literally, you want to ruin rugby fans, rugby, you know, rugby players for, for future, you know, whatever selections. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't see it being played. Um, can they get into state by state? Sure. But you know, it's just going to be, I, I just, I'm just going to be happy if we can get some friendlies in. Uh, I, actually, you know. I actually wouldn't be surprised if we um, go straight into sevens next year. Yeah. That's not, that's something. I, I, I would not be surprised. I, Maybe some, some summer 15s. If decision, that. Rick. I think, I mean, even no. though that would be painful and none of us want that to happen, I yeah. think that would be a good decision to make. I think that's the hard decision to make. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but I think that's, it, 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 I would think that would be very, very important to do with, with maybe some tournaments leading up to, you know, seven, some tens tournaments or something that would get, you know, non sevens players involved, yeah. but basically anything that would be involved in uh you know, USA rugby national rugby uh, would be, you know, straight into seven season. Yeah. Well, for another time, another day, <sighs> another another drink for that one. That's what that's that's yeah, what that conversation will be. For that conversation, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> gentlemen, any any closing closing thoughts here, Mister Mister Cole, the tightrope walker? <laughs> not, not, I, I, the only tightrope I'm walking right now is with my health, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting that. But yeah. hey, th th things are good. Yes, yes? things are they're, good. They're not bad. Things are, are not bad. <laughs> we don't know if they're good yet. We just know they're not bad we'll, yet. We'll take that. Hey, uh, send, send, sending well wishes on to you for sure. Yes, um, for sure. You know, that's first and foremost. Uh, rugby, and I would say I'll first even, rugby second. Even though we may not have uh, university rugby, um, I'm I'm excited to see some rugby next year. I'm no doubt that even though we may not be able to actually attend MLR matches, MLR matches will go forward. I think yeah. the league's got plans to make yeah. sure that we do get a season. Yes. So I'm excited about that at least. Yeah. So we watching it from the comfort of our own home if possible. <laughs> um, but looking at those seats that we would have been sitting at, I'd have been right there. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, it is what it is. We're going to yeah. keep on keeping on. Hey, Thanksgiving's this week. Be thankful. Yeah, your be friends, thankful. be thankful to your family, be thankful for your health, whether it's good, 
whether it's bad for well, not bad health. We don't want to be thankful for bad health. That's <laughs> bad health. That's ridiculous. So, <laughs> but be thankful. Be thankful for what you have. That, that's what I always like to say around Thanksgiving because you never know when, when things can change. So for Grant Cole over there in Houston, getting ready to cook for a whole bunch of people and have hours of delicious eating and uh, probably stretchy some pants. Good, good beverage and stretchy pants. <laughs> Rick Collins, what, what you got for Thanksgiving? Any, anything big? Oh, definitely fried turkey. Fried turkey. There we go. Oh, for sure. I'm going with duck, so we're going to change it around a little bit. It'll be good. We appreciate you guys tuning in to Texas Rugby Monthly. Be good to yourselves and to each other. Thanks for joining.